0: This is episode 250, 250 episodes, thank you to everybody who got us here, you ain't seen nothing yet, and there's more great things to come, we appreciate you all, my name is Matt Brown, and another hustle double, right over the bang at
1: first, now holds
0: And let's start the show.
2: Walk off, fuck Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs>
0: Hello everybody, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Tuesday, August 8th, 2023. This is episode 250 and yeah, this is a very, very good day. We hit our milestone show and we have a lot more where that came from. So we'll focus on the world of baseball today and before we get into that, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe. Subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all our social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations podcast, Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations as well as Facebook and YouTube at Productive Conversations. So I won't go too much on this. Because there is a show to, there's a show to do. But I just want to say, yeah, thank you for everybody who got us to here on episode 250. We are very close to our three year anniversary and 250 podcasts later, that have featured over 120 guest interviews. Many tweet caps talking about special events. We've covered the World Series, we've covered the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, the Masters, and we've also talked about uh, we covered the Final Four, WrestleMania, uh, UFC events, and a lot of other good things. I've just had a lot of fun up until this point, and I want to thank the people behind the scenes, especially Alexander de Jesus aka Dola Ren, being my partner in crime in this, my constant collaborators like Ryan Page, Hayden Nadler. Bars the God. Dolo, Alex Ranellio. Alex Young. And who I'm forgetting, I think that's um, who we have, Uh, Fresh Faces, New Ideas, of course, can't forget him, and some new collaborators we have hired and we're going to bring in for the fall, that's going to be great, even the people who've worked with us in the past, we appreciate the time you've given us, and yeah, this has been a very good day, we're very proud of what we do, and we only hope to grow this even more. And also can't forget our great friend Danny Lynch as well, his contributions. But yes, I just wanna thank everybody who got us to this point. There's so much more to do, there's so much room to grow, and there's so much podcasts. There's so much podcasting we have to do. And we know what we want. We want this to be a major mainstream show across this country and soon the entire world. And we want to have a presence. We want Barstool, The Ringer, John Boy, ESPN, World Star, No Jumper, Complex, Awful Announcing. We want to be on the level that all these great companies we look up to. Pat McAfee, of course, can't forget him. We want to be on that level. We have a team that is going to do everything they can to make sure we get that level and it's going to take many more days many more weeks many more years to accomplish these goals but you know we have a dedicated team to do this we have a goal in mind we know that they are attainable and we're going to do our part to make sure that happens so the productive conversations podcast is here to stay to continue to grow and hopefully evolve into a podcasting network that is the goal we plan to accomplish no matter what so we will stick to it and episode 250 the show that we can come back week after week after week and have 250 hours of content we're going to keep growing we're going to keep adding to that and there's a lot more great things to come so thank you for everybody who's made this possible and let's get a move on and let us get back on track and let's go to our next goal and with that now we could focus on today's show. This is a baseball show focusing on the Mets and Yankees. Very big questions we're trying to figure out. You know, where are the Yankees going after the lack of moves? What the heck are the Mets doing to get their fan base interested after they sold off so many assets? We do have close wildcard races in the AL and NL to take in. We just saw... Orioles announcer Kevin Brown get the boot for being honest and transparent. That's going to be discussed. Obviously, this weekend, the big story in the baseball world was the fight between Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez we're going to talk about that and some other things in the world of baseball and let us rant let us take it in you have two Mets fans and two Yankee fans on here we have me and Hayden Nadler on today's show representing the Yankees the return of Ramblin Russ Miller is coming back he is here on the Mets side and then Alex Young is back after a few weeks away and he's on the Mets as well so lots Lots to discuss. Let us definitely soak it all in. Let's talk Yankees baseball, Mets baseball, and everything else in between. So let's do it, guys. Russ, Hayden, Alex, it's your guys' turn once again, and let us talk about baseball. Here we go. Matt from Norwalk. <laughs> uh,
2: let's see. Matt Brown wants to know. This is a very productive conversation
0: First things first, this is the 250th episode of this podcast. Great milestone to celebrate, and there'll be plenty more where that came from. So how are we celebrating? Let's talk some baseball. The deadline is past us. Players have moved all over the place. And now we can see on to a road to October who is going to wind up where. Plus, we will talk about the mess that is New York baseball and hit on some other big headlines as well. So, today's show includes Hayden Nadler, Ramblin' Russ Miller, and Alex Young. What's up, gentlemen?
1: What's up? What's up? What up, you doing?
0: All right. Well represented for our New York teams, me and Hayden, Team Yankee, Russ and Alex, Team Mets. But before we start that, there's just two things I want to start with. Let's first talk about the big story out of baseball. And that's, of course, the baseball fight between. All right. First, this we will talk about the melee between Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson in a game where both teams are essentially out of it. And after a weekend series that got pretty steamy and hot, and I guess, you know, people had enough of Tim Anderson apparently. And Jose Ramirez, while sliding into second, had some words for Tim Anderson. And then we saw a legitimate baseball brawl or. Jose Ramirez gets the right hook, I believe it was the right hook, right Right on uh, Tim Anderson, and he was knocked out. Now we'll have the famous call, down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson. And as of this moment and when this podcast is recorded, the suspensions have been released. Tim Anderson, despite being the one getting punched in the face, (laughs) he gets suspended six games. Oh, my God. Jose Ramirez gets suspended three. That
2: was the stupidest shit ever.
0: Emmanuel Claus gets a game. Terry Francona, P- Pedro Grifol, I believe I Okay.
2: Grifol, Grifol.
0: Pedro Grifol, and Mike Sarbaugh all get a game each. Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez are expected to appeal. So, guys, tell me about this fight. Who was in the right? Who was in the wrong? And um, it's nice to see every once in a while people just lashing it out.
2: I mean, yeah. I guess I'll, I guess I'll go first. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the play itself was like not a dirty play. Like no. Tim Anderson did nothing wrong on that play. Like Jose Ramirez, it was just it was beef that basically went on to this one particular play where nothing really happened. But there was beef prior to this, and he just wanted to start something. And hasn't really been a big fight in a while. Um, yeah,
0: you know, where actual punches were um, thrown.
2: I mean that was a pretty nice knockout. I'll say that. I will say that. Uh, Jose Ramirez really hit him pretty good. Um, but I mean, I you know it was a great fight. Good, it kind of good for baseball saying that these people teams don't like each other. I mean, I'm sick and tired of the chummy nonsense. You see, oh my God, I love players. I'm like it needs to be a little bit more like intense and competitive. Serving these games, like you should not like some of the teams you're playing. Like you don't have to like everyone. Like you know, this isn't like oh my god, let's go play patty cake. And you know, like with some of these this bullshit. With you know, I see like the Jets and the Patriots players in the NFL like are getting along now. Like I'm sorry, like if you're a division rival, it should be intense games. So it's nice to see the intensity at least revving up. Not saying you want to see fights, but it is good to see that like at least some teams are kind of still fighting despite the fact they see their scenes almost over. Cleveland's now four and a half out because Minnesota's starting to pull away. But they're still in it, and Chicago's basically selling the entire... Chicago's selling, and they have problems that are going beyond just baseball. So, it's kind of good to see some fight. And the suspensions being held were ridiculous as well. Six games for the guy who who got punched, and only three for the guy who threw the punches. Stupid as hell. But not really surprised, because Major League Baseball is the worst commissioner out of any of the sports, in my opinion. The commissioner's terrible, so (laughs) not really not really surprised about that ruling.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I found it hilarious. Me and my buddies were laughing about it. It's just, you know, we were just like, why did this start? So it's definitely what Hayden said. There's definitely previous beef there. Supposedly, Tim Anderson, I guess, wrote people the wrong way. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I guess so they said something and Tim didn't like it, and then they that's why it came to scraps. Because like I was like, wait, did he get mad that he got tagged in the face? On yeah, a, they, on
2: they, a, the, the no, play the play attacking. was fine. There was nothing wrong yeah, with the play. Yeah, so I it was I, weird when I saw, to saw it like three times. That.
1: Yeah, so it's definitely it was definitely some previous beef. They chirped and the fight happened. It's good to see a fight. The funny thing too is that Elvis Andrews was there and now he's <laughs> already, he's involved with two of arguably the best fights that we've seen in recent memory, the last one being Jose Bautista, uh in that fight, but now this one. Um yeah, I mean it's it's good. It's fun to see scrappy, you know, players go at it. Uh do I think it's Bullshit that Tim Anderson got more games than Jose Ramirez when both of them threw equally the same amount of punches. Absolutely, I think both of them should have gone six games, or both of them should have gone three games. Whatever ruling there. It sucks that Tim Anderson's the guy that went down and also got more games, and then he goes on his whole Twitter rant. He's he just down bad.
2: Tim oh, oh down that was hilarious that he got more games than Ramirez. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was hilarious. So, like, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so that's that's why I think it's even funnier. This whole thing is that like everyone's now chirping that it's like it's just it's it's BS that the guy who you know, didn't really start the whole thing. Gets more games than the guy who knocked them out. Whatever. We'll see what happens if the rulings are both appealing. It may be Tim Anderson finally gets down to three, and they both have three, and everyone can kumbaya and be fun. But, I mean, we all love a good baseball fight. This was another classic baseball fight. It will hold up. People will show this now whenever both these teams are solid again, Of the, the bad blood between these two teams. And, you know, it will hold up you know, fun fight, you know, Tim Anderson's going to be involved with a lot of memes going forward and that sucks for him, but you know, it is what it is.
3: Baseball, baseball looks at, uh, looks at these things very odd. I mean, here you have, uh, you have the sticky substance on hands and guys get 10 games. And I realize with pictures, it's really two games, right? But at the end of the day, what message are we sending when we're giving six and three game suspensions out? The reason the guy got six is not the same as the other guy who got three was because the guy who got six was the one who started with this. Yeah, yeah he, mm-hmm. he went first at that. He's
1: the one that threw a punch. Yeah. He, yeah.
3: He's also the one that really started. It wasn't going to escalate to that, and he let it escalate to the guy who got six. But anyway, the bottom line is they Both should have gotten more games, I thought maybe eight games each, or five games each, or seven. The guy who got off three was the guy who got off three games. Is but but that's a lot for both. Uh, are either the teams in the playoff race? I'm not even sure of that. Um, uh, but even you know, has a
0: very slight chance, but uh, is uh, slight isn't, chance. you know, yeah, this yeah, isn't know. hockey where you sit
3: out for two minutes for fighting, you know, or four minute penalty box for fighting. I mean, it's baseball, they're not going there to, to throw fisticuffs. And speaking of. Passion. I wish the Mets showed a little passion this year. Every, and last year, well, every time they got hit by a pitch, they did nothing. They did nothing to retaliate.
0: I yeah, mean, that's, you know, you're not wrong on that one.
2: No, that's the one thing I will give like Aaron Boone some type of credit. Like he he is a pretty passionate manager. Like he's really like he backs his players. I'm like all oh, like he is a player's manager. So you can't say you can't say the manager doesn't show passion because I think he leads the league in injections It's almost a joke how. how how ridiculous he is so like you know it's you know it, it's kind of funny actually in that regard but you know
0: i mean it, it really is it's just a mess we go through this time and time again and as you say hayden the uh the commissioner seems to make very weird decisions on these least player least disciplines least but it. at the end of the day it was a top story in sports, especially after a big combat sports weekend. People really like these stories, and we understand why. And then the White Sox seem to be a big mess in this whole regime. And Tim Anderson is their best player, arguably, and he's got, he's been he's chirped at people before and just, it's it's just the wrong year. place in the wrong time. Yeah, yes, this particular year has been bad. Only one home run, and it's August. And uh, and you saw his emotional tweets. I'm sure he just wants to get past this, and you know, for once, it's just you just gotta let it out and you know, good on them and it is kind of funny though there are two specific all stars going at it, and apparently Jose Ramirez actually reached out to apologize and yeah, asked he did. no part he did. of it, So I guess we'll just see how this goes and um the White Sox that's a whole podcast to go over on on another day, but the Tony LaRussa and his guy after era it is not working out for them and for a team that spent a lot of money. And, oh, well, baseball is cruel like that. What could we say? And the other big story that just started trending today, I have it right here. There is a play-by-play announcer from the Baltimore Orioles named Kevin Brown. No relation to me. No relation to Kevin Brown, the former pitcher. Punched his hand. Who broke his hand punching a wall before the playoffs? Might I add? But anyways, Kevin Brown um, made comments. He, like I said, he's the play-by-play for the Baltimore Orioles. He made comments against his own team, stating facts against the T- the Toronto Blue Jays back on July twenty third. May I add? So this is almost two weeks ago, and it came out that. um He got suspended, indefinitely suspended for this. And this coming from Awful Announcing, Kevin Brown's fairly incautious comments about the Baltimore Orioles' recent lack of success against the Tampa Bay Rays may not have been appreciated by the team's ownership. But a lot of... Major League Baseball broadcasters and media members are coming out in droves to support the play-by-play announcer. We've had Gary Cohen make comments. We've had Scott Van Peltz say something. and Howie Rose
1: just did, too.
0: Howie Rose now. So it is nice to see the brotherhood and sisterhood of announcers coming together to defend this guy. And the Orioles seem very sensitive about this and they're censoring the guy. So maybe this will help his PR ultimately, but for an Orioles team that oh, is I, really on the rise, this is absolutely ridiculous to do. Am I right guys?
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I I just watched the video before we have on the podcast and I know we were going to talk about it briefly. Um, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's the facts of what happened with this team um, against their rival. Uh, and if wasn't anything blatant I mean yeah it's bad statistics like they didn't have played the raise well but they had a good series against them right now with a pivotal game that night and you know there wasn't anything terrible and that's the thing that bothers me about it it wasn't he said anything egregious or you just stating the facts talking about how the team is overcoming a difficult opponent that they had in the past and the team looks like they're on the up and up we are shocked how good the Orioles are doing. I think all of us as baseball fans were not expecting the Orioles to be this good. They're ahead of schedule, right? And he was just standing against a the rival. They're struggling with a tough time, but this is their moment to, you know, change the, that that thread. And the fact that he's getting indefinitely suspended over, you know, talking about facts is ridiculous to me. And I'm happy to see, especially the Mets and now who I think is the best in baseball, really backing him up um, and supporting him because it's. It's BS. We've seen Gary Cohen blast the Mets before in the most positive way possible. Does he get indefinitely suspended? No. We've talked about Keith Hernandez do that. I'm just doing Mets, right? So I listen to a lot of the broadcasts, right? Or Harry Rose talk about a struggling team. Whoever, they don't get indefinitely suspended. Just because you talk about the struggles of a team in the midst of a great season, it's going to mean you get indefinitely suspended. It's absolutely ridiculous.
0: Yeah, over I mean, 16 in series against um the Rays, and he was just stating a fact, not an opinion. Hayden, you were saying?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I guarantee you that when the Jets play the Patriots, the Jets Jets are 0-15 versus the Patriots in, like, the last 15 times they played them. That's the longest streak in the NFL. It's the longest streak in NFL history. I guarantee you they're going to be saying that probably a million times during that game. The broadcast for both teams. The Jets haven't beaten the Patriots. I want to say they haven't beat them since like 2000 and like... 15. They haven't, they haven't beat them in... Yeah, beat yeah. them in
0: Eric Decker, Brandon yeah, Marshall. They haven't, beat, they haven't
2: beat them in eight years. So they're going to be saying that all the time. And rightfully so. Like the Jets should... The Jets broadcast team should be saying that. Like that's... That's a uh, it's a factual thing. So it's just crazy that someone's getting suspended for saying something that was like factually correct. Like that. that's like a fact. It's not... It's not anything negative. It's just it's just a fact. They haven't they hadn't beaten them 20 times prior and now they they finally beat them now. So it's if anything, it's almost he's trying to say it in like a positive light. Yeah, like exactly. they finally got over that hump. So it like it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's censorship at its finest, which is, is obviously a bunch of bullshit. So it's it's kind of crazy. That you the guy can't even like pretty much do his job.
0: No. And that's 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 what I'm saying. Like, what are we supposed to do for people who like to talk about um, cancel culture and they like to talk about, you know, being politically correct? That's taking that sensitivity a little too far. And the people who broadcast the games, um, what is it, MSN or whatever? Yeah
1: I, I, like, yeah, I believe so. I think they have. Yeah, I think MSN has them
0: they're the, they, they cover the, they carry the Orioles games. Like, come on, like that's just looks silly. And, um, I mean, (laughs) seriously, you're, you're helping people's points when you talk about how sensitive this world is and they, 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 uh, have to make an apology.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I, I think they have to make an apology. This guy was just doing his job. Like you said, stating the facts, And like me and Hayden both agreed on, it's talking about getting over the hump against an opponent that they immensely struggled against going into arguably like they're going to be potentially playing each other in the playoffs. Like people are going to be looking at that series. There's a lot of big series happening this week in baseball. And that was one of them. And it wasn't, like I said, anything negative. He's just talking about a team that they have struggled against who the road to a world series is going through Tampa potentially. Um, or winning the division, even. So, you know, it, what? like I said, he's doing his job. It's, it's, it's way too sensitive on the ownership part. Um, this guy is going to get a lot of press. And if I'm him, I'm sitting back and relaxing. Like, wait for the apology from the ownership of the Orioles because they owe it to him. Um, because like Very we said much. before, you see it all across baseball. There's good times and bad times in sports. It's okay to talk about the bad times, even in the midst of a successful season like the Orioles had. And like I'm saying, that's the thing that bothers me most about this is that he was just stating a fact. He didn't say anything terrible. This is not, you know, what we saw happen earlier in the year with another announcer and a racial slur being said. You know, it's just, you know, this guy's stating the fact, and it's just ridiculous. This is just getting out of hand. And like I said, I'm, I'm happy to see that, A lot of other announcers across baseball are backing him up on
0: it. Going to go a long way. Um, Russ had a drop for a second due to internet issues, but he's back. Russ, are you there?
3: I'm here. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, yes. Um, We can't see you, but we can hear you. But um, my
3: video. I'm trying to apply my video. I apologize.
0: No worries. Uh, While you are quickly doing that. Does you have any quick words on the censoring of Kevin Brown?
3: You can't see me right now because I could see myself looking at the picture, but I guess not. I no, um, can't
0: see you, but regarding that. <clears throat>
3: okay, so no regarding the um regarding the uh, the situation with with uh, with the with the announcer, obviously the guy should not be censored. Obviously, he should be allowed to to broadcast going forward and they should reinstate him right away. Can you hear me? Did you hear me? Yes, that? yes.
0: We, yeah, we could I'll just focus clear. on this for now. Don't worry about that. We'll just do
3: the on. audio. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I definitely think that um that he should be reinstated right away, and probably that will happen soon, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, it has to. And clearly when you have the internet on your side. Can't go wrong with it and it's going to take you far. So let us now focus on our teams, the local teams, the Mets and Yankees. Let's talk about the Mets first. All right. We are now past the deadline. It's been about a week. The Mets have got, have, have, um, moved. The Mets have moved on from the following players Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Mark Canna, um, who am I missing? We we Tommy uh, Fam. Tommy Pham. A lot of Mets are gone.
3: Dominic Leon. You're Dominic Leone.
0: <laughs> exactly. You so, get to
3: kick out of that, right, Alex? Yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyways, anyway, the Mets yeah. the Mets are sellers. They wind up being sellers. The Mets, if you bo- let me well, let me ask you actually start with this. Max Scherzer was very salty about the Mets on his way out. And he spilled the beans during his press conference that the Mets decided that they are not going to compete in 2024 and they are getting ready to be- rebuild their system and start fresh in 2025. Now, Billy Eppler and Steve Cohen have gone against these comments. And basically my question to the two Mets fans to start, Russ and Alex, do you believe Max Or do you believe Steve Cohen and Billy Epler?
3: Well, no, they actually uh, it was acknowledged by by the management that that they are looking to the future. They might not say that, but Mm -hmm. obviously with the moves, actions speak louder than words. And clearly, you know, on July 28th, the deadline wasn't for another four days. Clearly, the message was sent to the clubhouse by the owner and the general manager that you guys suck and we're going we're moving to the future. And personally, I think they quit on the team. I'm one of the few Mets fans. I don't know how Alex feels, but I think Alex might agree with me. I don't know. But I think they should have kept going at least until the deadline, see how many games out they were. And uh, I guess they never heard of the Miracle Mets. I mean, you know, it's not like they were, you know, and then who's to blame for it? I mean, is it all on the players? Or did Buck Showalter make a lot of mistakes all year? I mean – at the end of the day, I've always believed that it's the manager that leads the team. You can't fire all your players. You got them if you're going to make a change mid-season, like they did, the dramatic change they did. They really should. I mean, they you, you sign a guy like Verlander, for example, for whatever millions of dollars. He's pitching six and one his last seven starts with a three point something ERA, even lower than that. I, I know his numbers were great the last seven starts he had. Then you get rid of him. You gave up. And they admitted that by it was a fire sale, folks. It was a fire sale, and the Mets management gave up on that team. And I think it was the wrong message to send. And since that's happened, they're zero the, six. The team is deflated since the trade deadline. It was the bad message to send to not only the players but to your fan base that paid hundreds of dollars for tickets. And there's still August. There's still forty percent almost of their season left. It was a panic move, and I don't care what prospects you get. Yeah, some will turn out to be superstars, but very few do. Most of them turn out to be suspects. So that's my take. And uh and I'll go and and again, this was probably one of the most disappointing seasons, disappointing ways for a season to end the way it did. And I blame, I clearly blame the general manager, the owner, and a little bit to the manager all season for being in the position that they're in because with a little better managing, they shouldn't have been five games under 500 on July 28th. They should have been five games over.
0: And also add to that, Brett Beatty was optioned today as well. So, yeah. there you go.
3: What do you, mean are you? Yeah, they sent you, them to triple away. Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully you get, yeah. yeah, hopefully he gets right down there. I, I'm fine with what they did. It, it was kind of time. I know some people say having struggle at the MLB level to learn. I don't like because I think it makes sometimes affects the player, but hopefully he gets right in AAA real quick and he's back up at the major soon. But, um, just to talk, you know, I completely agree with, with, with some of the statements. I, I was more of if If you're going to get rid of one of them, j- don't get rid of both. Right. I was more, okay, get, get rid of max. He clearly wants to go to contender. This is not going well, but at least keep like Verlander there for 24. Um, just because he was looking like the Verlander of old, he could be your, you know, your ace going into the next year, whatever the fact might be, and it doesn't look like you're pumping the season. Now it looks like they're pumping the season. And I know that there's rumors around that the front office is saying the thing that they said to get Max and Justin to, you know, use their no-trade clause and, you know, accept them and go to their respective teams. Um because I'm not going to be the fan that says, I don't believe Steve Cohen is just literally just going to say that the young guys play in 24 and we're just going to be, you know, the same old bats. I, I I think he's going to go to the office maybe not as aggressive, but he's still going to make moves. And I think anyone that believes otherwise, you know, kind of should rethink that. And, and you know, I don't think I said, I think he learned. This is his lesson. I, I messaged to everyone. People were asking me how I felt about it. He learned his lesson. Don't throw the bag at two thirty-six plus year old pitchers <laughs> and hope you're gonna win a World Series with the running back the same offense that immensely struggled in the second half, and you don't do anything to improve the offense. You just think, let's just rock some pitchers and call it a day. Um, you know, I, I think you learned. Um, you just can't win, you know, pitching. Yes, it does help you win championships, but it's not the end all be all. You need an offense. This offense showed, especially in the second half of last year that they were not it and that they come into this year and it's the same thing. They have games where they score eight runs and their games. They can't, you know, you know, hit the broad side of a barn. So it's definitely a disappointing season. People are saying it's the most disappointing season of all sports. I don't, I, I don't believe that personally, but again, it's the same old Mets. It's the same disappointing season. I'm fine with what they kind of did to get a bunch of prospects and retool the farm system. And maybe you could do that down the line and you can move some of these guys and get big names. A lot of these guys are performing well since donning the Mets uniform in the minor leagues. But at the end of the day, it's very disappointing to see them both gone. Um, You know, especially with the high hopes we had um, early on this year. Um, And, you know, I think there was moments where you could have been a little bit more aggressive before you trade the line and try to make some changes to make a push. Um, They didn't do that. I think Buck also made some crucial mistakes early on in the year that cost them. And this is where we're at now. Um, I barely am watching this team. You know, I have no vetted interest because what I'm going to watch a team that's going to give us a top 10 pick next year or 15 pick or whatever. Like, um, you know, and there's not a lot of young talent on this team that I will really want to keep my eyes on. I can look at their stats and look at highlights for them. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely disappointing to see them both go. You know, or as a team that's become a fire cell team when I thought, you know, we had World Series aspirations and uh it sucks. But like I said, I I, I think Cohen is gonna still go into next year be aggressive. I, I I think he was saying those things to save face a little bit and try to get these guys moved to no trade clauses. But who knows? We have to see. Um, but I think a lot of Mets fans are gonna be annoyed if the richest team in baseball you know, or the richest owner in baseball just sits there and does nothing. Um, this off season. So like I said, it's a waiting game. Um, who knows if they make any changes. I don't know if Buck's gone. I don't want to see another manager gone after two years. that will be kind of frustrating again. Um, so we just have to kind of see. Yes, definitely is the point to see them go. What surprised to see them both gone. I thought it was going to be like, okay, Max is gone, but to see both of them gone. Um, Decent returns, but obviously you're paying these teams a bunch of money to get these prospects back, and it's something unprecedented, but that's what you have when the richest owner in baseball doesn't care, and he will get prospects for whatever cost. So, so yeah.
3: Do you, do you think, Alex, do you think an Epler, or Billy Epler, excuse me, do you, <laughs> think he, do you think he knows what he's doing?
1: No. Uh, <laughs> I, well, that's it. I, I mean, you answered it. You answered it. Yeah, answer. yeah like, I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of his – I think he's just a talking head. Um, you uh-huh. know, exactly. does he have an eye for talent? Sure, at times, so, yeah. Like getting some of these prospects is great. He, you know, he's a talking but, head. I, but I think, yeah, I don't like—I don't have faith in him to give to be the guy to to build a World Series team. I'll say exactly. that. I think they need to bring someone else in. If you have Billy there, cool. But I don't think he should be leading the way. I think there's reports that there are some people that the Mets are going to go off, uh, go after this offseason, to kind of run the show, but. Like I said, I don't think he's gonna be like the leader of a the World Series team or building a World Series team.
3: Right, right. And then you have the manager who who also, you know, the guy who follows him usually wins the World Series. So you have a situation where you got a clean house, no?
1: Uh I don't know. That's why it's tough because I don't know how you could tell you that to, again that you have what? This would be now your fourth manager in six years, if I'm not mistaken. Well, right. the Giants did it in football. They're on their fourth head coach in
3: seven <laughs> that is years, true. and they finally that is hit a true. jackpot with Shane and Dable. Yeah, GM yeah, and coach. Right? Maybe. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, I, know, guess gotta, yeah, well, I guess we got to. Yeah, I guess we got to. Usually, I'm not.
3: Usually, I'm not a fan that baseball managers make yeah. that big of a difference. But yeah. when you when you constantly watch Buck in the dugout, like I do when I'm at a game and I'm watching directly watching him because I'm sitting near him, he does nothing. He does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> He literally does nothing. Seriously, he does nothing. And then you look at some of his moves he makes with bullpens and David Robertson and this and that. And then I don't think he really defended the players at at this trade deadline either. Like, hey, we could turn it. Like, he never went to management and said, I know we could turn this around. I believe in these guys. So I think the players want him out too now. I I truly believe he won't be back. I will be shocked if he's back because I think the fan base – most of the fan base you're one of the few and again you're entitled to your opinion but most of the fan base wants him out wants wants a new manager in there now
1: yeah and I I, like I said I could see it happen it's just I think it depends on how aggressive Cone wants to be I mean this is the guy that he sold on us right he he went out to dinner with him and he brought him here and so again it's it's that too it's just if if how how aggressive code is gonna be if he's like buck was supposed to be my guy and he's you know but get like i said you have to guess have the rest of the season plays out no let unless, unless he pushes disaster. him yeah yeah
3: no i was going to say mm-hmm. unless he pushes them to another uh another position within the within the yeah. uh, organization or he tells him he could retire and they will still pay him or, you know, he might make a deal with him. I don't think he's going to tell him you're fired and not pay him. You know, that type of thing. I think he's got very deep pockets, but I just think from a baseball standpoint, usually with, with all the guys on the roster, when the numbers are significantly worse than they were last year to this year, you know, this year to last year, you know what I mean? The the numbers went down, the the batting averages, the pitching, everything deteriorated so quickly. Um, You know, this guy apparently the owner believes. Well, we'll get rid of all the players, (laughs) and and we'll start with that. (laughs) Versus versus, let me. That's one
0: advantage he does have. He is so rich that he can do that. Yeah, Hmm. but I don't know. It's funny. Yeah, but
3: now you say, you know, you say you got you guys might say, well, if he fires the manager, who's going to want to work for him. But getting rid of some of these players, like Verlander, for example, after three months or two months, you know, he just hired Verlander, paid him a lot of money. So my point is. Who's going to want to come there to play if he's so unstable? I mean – I, again, it's not like we're we're into September and we're out of it. It's it's July twenty eighth, for heaven's sake. And the Mets, it's not like the Mets had a lousy July. The Mets had a fifteen and nine July. I mean, let's give it a shot. That's all I'm saying. I thought I thought we were. I thought it was too quick. I, that's me. That's me. Uh, but I, I know I'm not in the minority. I know there's other people that agree with that. And then I, I
1: agree. I agree. I, I mean, Bra- no one's stopping the Braves, um, you know. But like, yeah, I really- I, I, I hate yeah, I hate we- giving up. A season I like
2: mean, this. I I agree with you, but I'm saying this from 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 a Yankees point of view. Um, you have a you have a uh, you have an owner who is actually not fucking arrogant enough to admit when something doesn't work and finally pulls the plug. Unlike our owner, who is just fucking. Every goddamn year, not going to test this, not going to test this every fucking year. We do the same thing every year and nothing ever changes. He never waves the white flag and says, oh, this isn't working. You haven't won a World Series in 15 years. It's the same crap every year with this product, with this team. Every year, they don't get any contact us. They have the same power as a strikeout every time we overpay for players like John Carlos Stanton, who needs a goddamn infirmary That's them who needs a fucking ambulance when he walks onto the field. He needs
1: to be benched Kevin for Kansas the rest of the year.
2: Who they claim is the goddamn centerpiece of the team. He's never healthy either. And it's just like it's enough of this already. At least you have a GM and an owner who at least acknowledges, hey, we we screwed up. You know, let's do it and let's get prospects. And let's I wish this would have happened to the Yankees. This is going to be like five years too late for us. Okay, at least you have an owner who at least acknowledges when something isn't right. Our owner does the same thing every year, every year. (laughs) This team. Love it. I'm That's sorry. You're, you're in a you're in a better position as a Met fan than probably we are as a Yankee fan. We don't even have a good farm system either. We should have traded some of these players and gotten some prospects.
3: Aiden, you instead
2: are instead we instead we chose to stay pat like we do every year because we have an, ar- an owner who's too arrogant to ever admit he's wrong because he thinks he's the smartest person in baseball and he's not because you haven't won a World Series in fifteen years. <laughs>
3: Your passion, I love it. I absolutely love yes. it, Aiden. That's great. I'd to rather see. be
2: I'd rather be in the Mets position right now. They just got a Cooney's brother, who's probably gonna be a great player for you guys down the line. All the
1: prospects the Mets got, I am actually They got very a great.
2: I mean, you guys honestly, I don't think you guys are gonna be very bad happy next with year. The ball. I don't think you guys going to be so bad next year. The Kodai Senga looks pretty good. I think no, I, like I you said have I think some they're good pitchers. Like, little like little yeah, they're, they're, yeah, you guys are some good players. The
1: they Mets are probably intriguing players
2: than the Yankees do. Who do the Yankees have in offense? Uh, John Carlos Stanton, he's never on the field. Aaron Judge, he's never on the field either. And I don't want to hear Yankee fans tell me, he, oh, he got injured because he's playing hard. He's injury-prone, whether you want to admit it or not. He's missed 50 games or more in like three of the, in almost half the seasons he's played.
1: Well, that tell injury was a freak injury, though, this year, right? No, like, I, know, I agree with so you, but, like, ball.
2: I mean, at the same time, yeah. like, if you're Like I said, contracts are different. Yeah, I know contracts. what you're saying, though. When you're yeah. paying a guy so much money, you expect him to be on the field consistently. Like, he is held to a different standard. It should be held yeah. against him if he gets hurt. Like, that's that's my but, opinion, you know.
1: I think just Giancarlo, I mean, no team's going to take him. But, I mean, like, especially this weekend after getting that display of – great display of athleticism. I'm being sarcastic when people don't know Uh him getting burned at home when he ran like, three miles. Oh my miles. God. Now, oh my God. I mean, you can't
2: can. even run. You can't and even that's run. Why I was home. like, how do you
1: not bench him for like 10 games? Because that is, that was so bad.
2: And like, so and bad. it was just, I mean, Oh my God. And it's just, it's, you know, what what more are we going to do? Are we going to spend on, a, on another guy who was always hurt next year? I mean, what? I clearly, clearly
0: Rodan went to the I.L. today. Oh, yeah, oh my God. So, yeah, yeah, We true. are going to spend money on people who always get hurt. Hayden. Let me ask you something. I really need to say this very specifically in a very specific vocabulary, because people are going to take it the wrong way. But I will say it now. Now, of course, we don't want to see our team lose, of course. But Say it doesn't happen and we do not make the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Don't you agree that might actually be a quote-unquote good thing in the sense that, all right, it seems that Hal and Brian clearly only care about getting to the postseason. If they accomplish that, then what do they really have to change? They got a roster good enough to get in the postseason, even if that postseason run is going to be short. Now, if they miss the playoffs and they can finally see the frustration that all these Yankee fans have, where they are literally screaming, fire Cashman, because we know the Steinbrenners aren't giving up that fit, that uh, majority stake in the team. But say they don't make the playoffs, Cashman keeps bringing in injury, injury-prone players. A lot of these players, as you mentioned, are getting older in their prime. Judges are already 30 years old. Stanton's, what, thirty? 32 33 yeah, they're,
2: they're all old. they're all old. they're not young either
0: maybe if we don't make the playoffs it can snap some sense into the how Steinbrenner and the front office do you think that that's going to be okay
2: and yeah even if no, I, I I agree with you on that i'm not saying they you know they should tank you know they're only eight games out obviously of course i want to see them make the playoffs and, and do well i mean i would never root for my team to lose right but in, in the scheme of things it probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if they missed the playoffs this year allow them to reevaluate their, their strategy maybe get a new analytics department just just anything to make this team better i mean because because this is just stupid at this point it's just stupid and everyone everyone Dead knows <laughs> everyone knows i mean you know, there's nothing you could say that could be like, oh, this it's it's an unwatchable product. Like I keep telling people, it's not even that the team is that bad. The team really isn't that bad. Like I said before, I've said it I said it on the last podcast. It's just they have no one that is honestly worth coming to ballpark that is worth watching. Zero. Garrett Cole. I, it, me, yeah, but like I mean, I'm talking about like positional players. Like really no one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The
1: judge, is problem. Problem.
2: judge is playing. Yeah, again. but Judge is never healthy either. He's you know, he's coming off an injury like they really, have for no one, this they, week. they really have no one that you can honestly say, boy, I really want to come to the ballpark and see this one player. Like, they have no youth. They have no guys who are, like, consistently still in bases. Like, Anthony Volpe is pretty good. I like Anthony Volpe. I actually do. But they have, like, no youth movement. They have no – Heart, not a lot of grit on this team, not a lot of passion, not a lot of guys who play with a lot of intensity. And that's very, very frustrating when, you know, fans are coming out to the ballpark. They, they should get a little bit better than what they're getting. It's not, it's not, like I said, it's not the products bad. The products is actually pretty good. The product isn't terrible. You're four games over 500. It's not like you're, you're like 30 games under, but, you know, it's just that this is the most unwatchable team I think I've seen in years. Like, and I think, I think you can even agree with that, Matt.
0: Oh, yeah. Especially, since 2021 after the pandemic, it's frustrating because there is a good chance that these players in their prime, the way they're going, they might not win a World Series. And
2: it's too bad because because I think we said, like, you're going to get an MVP season in Aaron Judge with 62 a months. And Garrett Cole is probably going to win the Cy Young. And you're not even going to get a World Series after that. Like. like-
0: Stanton used to be the one of the most feared players in the entire league. Yeah,
2: this is a guy that I isn't. hated him when he was a Marlin from hitting seventy home runs. Feared him. Like what I it... feared him. Yeah, when
0: he's yeah. Marlin. The the Yankees most of are the at Citi Field, now. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um. Just, and it, the most frustrating is just these injury-prone players who Cashman keeps acquiring. Frankie Montas, oh I God. mean, is he even going to be? So, we ever going to see him again? So. Um.
2: Oh my Donaldson, God. Donaldson,
0: bad. Um, should have kept Gio, ultimately. Well, and Gary Sanchez is somehow I mean, playing better than this is Higgy This is a while, a person.
2: while back. But remember when they had a, Kobe Ellsbury, who I think spent his, yep. whole, his whole Yankee million. career in the hospital? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I ironically saw him hit a game-winning home run once against the Red Sox. That must have been his only <laughs> moment. Um, yeah, I haven't really... Ever since Stanton really came on this team, Hayden, this team has felt like hopeless maybe a little bit in 2019 there was something but then when you go down three games to one against houston that was a sign um it's 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 just it's I can't believe Cashman has to go. He's done his time.
2: He's had a years. Like you need a fresh. Like, need a he's fresh been a great, face. And you can't say he has been a great GM. Cashman's been great, but he's had twenty-five I'll years. I'll say good, like, but anyone, yeah. anyone who's was. No, had 25 I, I years, think no.
1: You great. You have to put him in the great category. He's twenty-five He's to be in the Hall of Fame,
2: man. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: of course, he's For a Hall of series. Famer. But, he's won
2: four but, World, but World Series. I mean, but he's, he's gotten
0: there. some jobs. He is a compiler in the sense of getting those years. But you know, fifteen years in between World Series, and you know people. People make the argument about the you know late two thousand, uh, late nineties dynasty that it really wasn't his team that, and I mean of course respect to getting to the postseason for all these years, but that only includes really two pennants post the um, it really only counts as two pennants post 2001 03, and 09, and that's a twenty year gap. Now of course technically that, that it's just hard to explain. Despite all, you know, despite getting us into the right place at the right time, it's amazing how all these teams have fallen with just a few managers in between. And 2017 was the most refreshing year as being a Yankee fan in this short life so far. No,
2: last year was pretty good, too. I actually liked last year. Last year was good.
0: Yeah, to a point. And,
2: but well, that, that, really Cleveland,
0: that Cleveland series... I was definitely too close for comfort there, but yeah. And then we get yeah. swept by Houston. It's tough. I'm just a very just, frustrated yeah, we're Yankee. We're not. We're Oiled not quite.
2: We're, we've always been good, but we've never been the elite. We're not. We're not Houston. We're not even close. Yeah, like but and not, that's we're not even close.
0: That's what's crazy. How does the Red Sox change so many regimes and yet they've won three World Series? There we go. Four, seven.
2: Yeah, they've won. They've won eight, three eight, different eight. World Series with three different GMs. They that's that's the,
0: what I'm saying. Browsky,
2: like, Charrington, uh, and and then they won one how,
0: how how I think that's something to to really point out. And um, I mean the Mets have been in the World Series since <laughs> since in our drought. Everything. Um, look at what Houston's done. That that's that. I mean, what the Houston franchise
2: is. The Giants won the, three. The
0: standard. The Giants won three. Look at what the Braves are doing to revamp baseball then, in Atlanta. Even
2: the, even the Nationals won one. <laughs> And the Yankees yeah.
0: literally do the same thing 20 years. They get somebody in the offseason of note. They play all right in the first half. They pick up somebody at the deadline, and then we lose in the playoffs. That's boring for 20 straight years. Yeah, but I get him. it, and it's a fair argument that he's a great manager, but um, maybe I'll appreciate him more when he's you know five years I, gone.
3: Who are you yeah. talking no, about as a great manager? Cashman. Cashman he's is a general, great manager. general manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know- yeah. yeah. Oh. But, but I, I agree with you. You'll appreciate you'll appreciate Cashman when he's yeah. when he's retired.
2: No, I yeah. mean, like I said I I love Cashman. He's, he'll be he's a Hall of Fame GM. But that being said, you've had twenty five years. Like, there, there's just yeah. there's a time. No, there. I I
1: that's that's what I'm saying. It's like I would consider him a great general manager. But I said this last Matt, you you know, I said this last year. It's time for a change.
2: Yeah, I it, think it was
1: it, the perfect time the depart. Even,
2: it's not even, He's you know, anything against, against him. Against him, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: He had an incredible run, but it's time to get new voices in the room. There's no problem with that. We, me and Matt as Giants fans saw that with Tom Coughlin. Like, we knew his time was up, and he won us two Super Bowls. We wanted him to stick around. Yes, of course. But, like, we knew the team was changing. Times were changing. His coaching style didn't fit at the time. So it was time to make a change as much as we we're going to miss them. I, been, we still do, and now we have the guy that we hope becomes the next time, him for us. But, and it took, yeah, it took four coaches though. Let's yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. By the
0: way, Alex Russ is also a Giants fan, also a season ticket holder. Uh, as well as
3: I have, oh, oh, nice.
2: I have season, season tickets, tickets to the Jets. So, oh, yeah. there we're, Oh, Jets. Okay. Oh, so we really? have fun. season tickets. Oh,
1: my I God. I gotta get but, season uh, tickets.
2: I'm starting on that. <laughs> oh, my but, God. uh, But
1: yeah, no. Like I said, I think it would. The thing is, is it's it's time for the change. I think that that's the thing. And and yeah, you might miss him, of course, and it might take a little while to get the right person. But I think it's time to make the change for the Yankees. Double
2: (laughs) play.
0: And the the last thing I'll say here is, boy, that whole Yankee franchise needed 2009. I will say Cashman is probably gone many years ago if uh, we didn't win in 09. No, right? sure. that's how important a championship is, right? Yeah,
1: it helps keeps the longevity
3: going. Well, I mean, he's made the playoffs. How many years, guys? I'm talking about Cashman now. How many years? No, he's, you... he's made the
2: playoffs. I think I yeah. want to say every year, but like two out of the 25. Yeah, years. it was
1: like every yeah. He had some crazy and, stat. He had some.
2: So it'll be like
3: 23 stuff.
2: out of 26 or 22 out of like that.
3: Like I said, he's been a.
2: Yeah, you know, he's been—he's been a—he's been the model of getting
1: the teams to the playoffs and the success, and that's why I said, "I think you guys are going to miss that when he's gone." But again, I understand the arguments of getting into the postseason. You know, and
3: he's and only in his early
1: fifties. I think he's only in his mid mid fifties at most. I a mean,
3: It's crazy he,
2: how young he was when he was
3: the GM. Yeah, well, he started when he was a teenager with the Yankees. He he might have thirty more years left, twenty years left oh before my. he goes. Twenty more <laughs> years, probably. <later. laughs>
1: Longest tenured general manager. I mean, I think ever. if
2: I think if they get rid of him, they should go after Theo Epstein. That's the only thing they should do.
1: Well, that's that's. the Mets were going to Yeah, I thought, I mean, he,
2: yeah, I thought so too. too. And,
1: and then again, he, it seems like he's just kind of chilling right now with his family. He doesn't. He's proof. What else does that guy have to prove? He won the Cubs the World Series. Anyone <laughs> that met the Red Sox? Yes, to, to yeah, switch he, sports. He, he has le- the two had longest
2: in droughts in history. Yeah, he
1: curses left and right. That guy doesn't have to prove anything anymore. I Colts mean, maybe Red it'd be Sox cool to get Mets. the Mets one. He needs yeah, it'd be like like cool. The Mets, off, the Mets haven't won in '86. Let me just, let me just scratch this off. Boom! The, First ballot all, all the Famer. Right there's now.
2: also suggestions Absolutely. that they that they want to get Derek Jeter to be the GM.
0: Yeah, I don't think he'll want to do that. He doesn't seem like the type.
2: Who Who's a better GM?
0: Theo Epstein or Brian Cashman?
3: Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein. I would say Theo and Epstein. I, and by well, the way, I Brian love Kasper Cashman. A good
1: I yeah. do. I like Cashman a lot. Oh, yeah, I'm not a hater of Cashman. Even as a Mets fan, I, I just think yeah, yeah. I what respect the job with he's done teams. over the years.
3: Yeah. I respect the job. A lot of Yankee fans are neutral on him. Usually, they pick on their manager Boone. You know, at least Girardi won a title. I was shocked that they no, let Girardi go.
2: Boone. Boone is not the Boone is not really the catalyst. It's the catalyst is that they have a poorly constructed roster in my opinion, but like, unless you're Boone John boy, they've done, a, done, done a great job with the the bullpen, but like, it's not all, it's not all on Boone. Yeah. How do you think? No. Of,
0: what do you guys, do you, do you feel so Hayden, you're pro Boone. You're not like Jake and John boy. I'm not pro Boone, his, but I'm
2: like, I, I'm I mean, not as like intensely against Boone as other people. Like he's one. He's been here. I,
0: I think he's a good manager, despite some questionable bullpen decisions. And uh, lineup and uh, making decisions on the lineup, but a lot of people hate him. A lot of
2: people, oh, yeah, yeah. My friends hate him, they, they say he's the worst ba- manager in baseball.
0: No, we've seen, we seen bad ones. Boone,
2: no
1: way, I good. wouldn't say he's the worst, but he's. I, I'm not, I'm not a Boone guy though, I really am not, but mm. no, I don't know. You know, I, know think he's the Yankees I think it's the
3: impossible to say, but I think Buck went from having the best April to August last year. To having the worst time. September to to August this year. In other words, he he, I've never seen such a bipolar team as far as results go from one year to the next. I, I, I you'd have to yeah. think back to some team. I, I don't think they're going to win. They won 101 regular games this year. They're not. They might be lucky to hit 71, which is a 30 point swing in games. That's yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Not, yeah. That's that's not good. come on. He's I mean, gonna if he's going to be manager of the year last yeah. year, he's, he's 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 what is he this year? Bum of the year? I mean,
1: you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the White Sox have that. That team's a mess. Oh my god, That's, that team's a, That team is so disappointing, Hayden. I told you earlier this year when you made you a prediction to Go to the, of the World I, Series. I, I said, I said, don't. <laughs> I thought don't, they were going do do it. That team's a I mess. But again, I win agree. Win. I agree with the boxing though. This is so disappointing, <laughs> especially after last year. 101 wins to this year's. Kind of crazy.
0: And for the other teams that do have optimism heading into these dog days of summer, you know, with the NL wildcard in particular, got a nice little race. The um, Phillies and Giants are tied right now with the Cubs just three games back of both teams since he's since um, he is also, they have the same record in it. The, ah, it's hard to explain. So they're just a game. They've played one extra game, but they are tied in the standings, but the Cubs get the edge because they have less losses, but that'll obviously change. But since he's in the mix, the Miami Marlins and the Arizona Cardinals, you can even argue the Padres out of these NL teams for the wildcard, particularly um, who do you think can make a run out of it? And, I'm really impressed with Cincy. The only thing i am worried wor—I'd be worried about—is the lack of experience, and that team is very, very young. Despite Joey Votto, but what they have done, and what really proves that even a fa- what t- a, what can look like a failing franchise in baseball—if you win, people will come out, and it's really nice yeah. seeing the um, Great American Ballpark getting filled for a very classic franchise in baseball, literally the oldest franchise ever, and. I'm really impressed by them, but I just hope their pitching can hold up. But I think their persistent players can hang.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I really like watching them. I think they're exciting. I was a little upset they didn't really buy at the deadline. I thought they were going to get an arm or two to kind of solidify everything. Uh team I'm kind of looking out for is Chicago, the Cubs. Um, they've just been on a roll lately, and their offense seems to be clicking mm-hmm. in what a what a bounce back season for Cody Bellinger good on him he's been killing it lately yeah um yeah. I know they got to
0: sign him when they could
1: yeah. uh I know they got uh, Stroman on the il but it seems like you know their, their pitching's holding it down right now I think they're kind of the team to look out for um but I do like I said I agree I like seeing what Cincinnati's doing I think they're a little bit ahead of schedule than what they expected I think it'd be a lot of fun to see them in a the postseason um but again it, it depends really on their pitching um, down the stretch, but you know we all love Joey Votto, especially that viral clip that went out recently of mm-hmm. him cutting that promo on on Mad Dog. That was fantastic. I would love to see him in the postseason with the bright lights on him. But I think the team to really kind of start watching in the wild card race is the Chicago Cubs.
2: Um, yeah, I mean the two teams. I think the two best teams in that race are the Cubs and the Padres. One of those two teams, I think, is going to win. Um, I, I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the 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 Padres. Dog, Reds or or any of those teams be uh, holding off the Cubs or the Padres. Those are they're they're just much, they're better teams in my opinion. Look at their run differentials. Look at how they've played. Um, one of those two teams is going to get the wild card. Like I, I don't see another way.
0: Are you concerned about you know the early struggles and maybe team chemistry issues with the Padres? No,
2: no, I think I think they're starting to uh, get things uh, going.
0: Okay. Anyone impressed you in the NL, Russ?
2: I I,
3: I think the. Uh, I like the Cubs to come on, but I, I think the team to watch out for is is the Phillies. Uh, I think you mentioned that mm-hmm. the Phillies—they're uh, already in there, right? If it, if it ended today, the Phillies yeah. would be in the wild. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's not really going out on a whim. But uh, the Phillies um, and that other team, probably. I think I think it's going to be uh, the Cubbies. They're playing well right now. Although They're losing to the Mets tonight, seven to two. Alonzo hit two home runs. Yeah, there's, there's actually a, met I'm fans playing now. him in fantasy. So, there's you know. actually met fans that want to
1: see wanted to see us
3: trade Pete Alonzo. Are they out of their mind?
1: I was, I was gonna lose my mind if we traded him. I, yeah, I would have converted teams to whatever Alonzo got yeah. traded to. <laughs>
2: I mean, I'm a Yankee fan that argues that they should get rid of Aaron Judge, but I don't, I don't, I, don't, I think I, I don't, I, I will not go that far, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Well, I don't you, want a fire sale. You should become a Mets fan, and I'll be a Yankee fan. You mm-hmm. want a fire sale for the Yankees, and I don't want the. I didn't want the Mets doing that, but you know, whatever.
0: And for the division leaders, it seems the you know the Braves are just killing it, even though they definitely yeah. lose some weird games to ruin those runs, those uh, run lines. But that's a story for another day. And then we have um, the Brewers, just a game and a half above the um, Cubs and Reds and then the Dodgers being the Dodgers who've been really good lately. And any, I think out of all these teams, I think this is the uh, Braves pennant to win. And I think they're clearly on the way to go back to the world series after missing it last year. I mean, they're, they're, they're Definitely. almost, they're they just yeah. hitting everything right with um, an impressive pitching staff, good bullpen, uh, really intimidating hitters. I mean, I think Acuna is a good chance to be your MVP.
1: MVP. Yeah, for sure. And
0: yeah, the Braves are doing it right. And you know, take a picture out of their book instead of the Yankees always buying. I mean, buying,
2: don't, buying. don't obviously get, don't forget about the Dodgers. I feel like this is the, the first year the Dodgers are actually kind of being slept on. You think like, so? Yeah yeah, I,
1: yeah. 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 I agree, Hayden, but you guys—the
2: go. Dodgers are gonna have vengeance after last year when they just lost after in the first round after winning 111 games. You don't you don't want to think they want to <laughs> have the same disappointment as last year. So they're gonna come in hungry this year. Absolutely,
1: yeah, I, I agree. I think I think the Braves are gonna probably win the pennant, but I think that I think people are kind of sleeping on the Dodgers as well. I kind of agree with that, especially with some of the acquisitions that they got at the deadline. That, like, everyone cast it off on. And if you look at their, like, stats since they've joined the Dodgers, you just see how solid of a franchise that is. Like, if you could turn Ahmed Rosario since acquiring him for a bum like Noah Syndergaard, okay, nowadays, uh, and he's batting near 300 since you've gotten him, you're doing something good in your organization. Something's going well there. So I I think they've done really well at the deadline. I think it's a Braves to win it, but I think people should be looking for the Dodgers.
2: I mean, Acuna, Acuna is probably going to win the MVP. There are some people saying Freddie Freeman should win it too.
1: I yeah, I, I see that, but I think it's I mean, the stats he has are I think too. the clear
2: MVP is Acuna, but like, like, there have been a couple of. I think they said in the broadcast yeah. that they think yeah. they they think Freddie Freddie has his stats he's got for a it. chance, but yeah. I think in any other year, Freeman would win the MVP though. Probably, yeah. So
0: and for the AL side it's a little bit more established. It looks like the um AL East with the with the it's going to be a race between Tampa and Baltimore. Uh Tampa slipped a little bit and Baltimore just keeps rocking and rolling even though they don't like their play-by-play announcers. Um <laughs> and even watch out for Toronto for at least a wild card spot. Um Texas, Texas, and Houston are going to be battling it out for the central, and then the worst division in baseball. Sorry, the, I west, said the west, the west, the west, uh, west yeah. and then excuse me for Texas and the central. Is going to be Houston versus um, Houston versus the Rangers. I think you know they're a team that's definitely buying and made a lot of moves. They're a team to look out for, but I actually think Houston again. As much as I hate them and their crux. With um, bringing back Verlander and you know your Urdano, Dono's back and Altuve is back and you know they're just, just it burned, right no hitter. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna just say watch Houston just make it all the way and they're going to be back in the World Series for a rematch of the 21 series.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, you're looking at the Central, no one scares me there. Like, Minnesota doesn't scare me at all. I think they'll flame out again. I I think it's going to be fun to watch the West. Like you said, Rangers-Astros are going to battle it out down the stretch. I like what the Astros did at the deadline, even though it came to the expense of my Mets, but, but, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Uh, I think the Astros are going to ask Mets. They're going to turn it on like what they always do. Um, And I think they're going to overtake the Rangers at some point. Now, I think the Rangers are going to be sneaky in the playoffs. I think they have good pitching and they have good hitting, but I mean, it's the Astros. They've all experienced the world. They know how to make late season runs, um, get hot at the right time. And I think they're gonna do that. I mean, I like what Baltimore and Tampa are doing. I think that's gonna be fun to watch as well. Um, but again, it's the defending chance Houston, you gotta keep your eyes on them and you know, I can easily see them making another run back to the World Series.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I can't really get a beat on it. Probably I would probably take Houston because they have the experience. But I mean, I think it's gonna be tough. I, yeah, think I, it too, I, I think it's too bad. I'm, I'm be, a fan uh... of
3: Baltimore. I like. I like to see the Orioles. Mm.
1: That'd be fun. I, I would. T- I totally agree. I would love to see the Orioles make a run. I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I think. I, 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 guess I, I think, think it's right going to be. The Astros, but the Orioles be sneaky. I
2: game. think it's going to be Houston and the Dodgers. If I take the guess right now, but mm. okay. I'm going with Baltimore and Atlanta.
1: Uh, I'm going to go Houston and Atlanta right now. Just seeing what uh, both those teams.
0: Same with me, Houston versus Atlanta. But that wraps us up. Solid hour in the books. Let's hope the New York teams clean their mess. Yeah. And especially the Yankees. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to be... We'll start with, I mean, just saying with the Yankees, it's, it's a weird story. I don't know what's going to happen, but this obviously is a crucial month. And for the Mets, well... <laughs> I'll let the Mets fans say what they have to say. If well, there's listen, any final words. The Mets words.
3: mailed it in. The Mets mailed it in. And, yeah. you know, they're going to finish with 70 wins if they're lucky. And they'll be, you know, 30 games less wins than last year. And next year they'll win about 75 or 80. And that's, they're three, four years away now. That's what happened. They sold out on the river.
1: So but that's it. I agree.
0: Oh, man. What a time. But all right. We appreciate this. And we'll see you very soon. Alex, Hayden, and Russ, great work as always.
3: Thanks for having great me, work. Matt. Nice meeting great
2: you guys. Take care. Thank you. Of course. Later.
0: To Hayden, Ramblin' Russ, and Alex, great work, my friends. I appreciate you so, so much. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations Podcast on all podcast platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. Twitter and X at BroadConvoPod. we on TikTok. YouTube, and Facebook at Productive Conversation. So we're back on Thursday with another Tweet Cap. There is a lot to get into, everybody, and there is a lot to talk about. I mean, here are my notes right here. Unless some other crazy things happen in the next two days, which you can likely count on but we'll talk about the trendy topics on the internet and everything that's going on in our world this Thursday on the Productive Conversations podcast you do not want to miss it so I want to thank Ramblin Russ Miller Alex Young and Hayden Nadler for their contributions to the show today I want to thank Alexander De Jesus, aka Dolo Ren for his contributions behind the scenes and I want to thank you the greatest fans and listeners in the world for always tuning in always supporting us and always being there being the best fan base around that's it that's episode 250 251 on thursday and there's many many more after that and let us keep this journey going because we are building something extraordinary and it is something you do not want to miss good times ahead. Let's keep working. I will see you on Thursday. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family and I'll see you soon. Much love, everybody. Peace.